0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp.
1: What's going on, everybody? It's Christmas part two. It's going to be an exciting episode. Today is Friday, December 23rd. It is the day before the day before Christmas. And every year, my ever since I was a kid, my mom, I would always get so excited. I'd be like, come on it's the day before the day before christmas every year she's always either one of us writes each other like it's the day before the day before christmas so happy day before day before christmas christmas eve eve as some people call it so this is episode 154 it is chris the christmas special part two and it's gonna be an absolutely dynamite action-packed festive episode i am also wearing one of the ugliest christmas sweaters and arguably one of the most uncomfortable Christmas sweaters. But yes, for those eagle-eyed viewers, yes, this is the same sweater that Drax wears in the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I saw it and I said, I I, I think I need to have that sweater. And it's very uncomfortable and it does not breathe at all. So yay for that. I will slowly but surely get more and more shiny throughout the episode. You're welcome. Um, Today, uh, okay, sorry, I'm getting lost in my notes here because I'm so excited. Just a reminder to everybody that Monday, we don't have a show. So we're going to be back on December 27th, Tuesday, December 27th. So no show on Monday, just going to remind you now and then remind you at the end of the show. All right, uh, I think I'm done goofing off for now. Um, my guest today is she's, I mean, you guys love her, you know her, but if you don't know who she is and you don't know if you love her yet, you will. She's a singer, songwriter. She's a gifted teacher, a gifted preacher. She always brings the heat. And today she's bringing the Christmas heat. Um, she's also the drummer for the 11th hour program. Let's give it up for my guest today, Krista J. Bullock. Jello! Yes. Oh, so good to be here. Yeah. You were the first person when I said we were like, Do we do, do we do Christmas again? You were the first person I talked to. And I said, I want you last because I want people, I want people just like get launched into the stratosphere of festivities and excitement. And you do that best. And I know you love Christmas. Your nickname is Krista Christmas. And I was like, yes. it's gotta be Krista. She's gotta, she's gotta, she's gotta close this out
2: well i am totally honored yeah completely and totally thank you for having me back thank you for doing christmas again i know everybody enjoyed part one Uh so everybody that stuck around for part one this is part two it's going to rock. It's I'm just going to let you know. I mean, yeah. you can't be named Krista and I speak for the other Krista too. You can't <laughs> be named Krista and not go hard for Christmas. Right. Like you, just, you just can't.
1: Come on. God
2: put it in our name. Yeah. So, so it's we, true. We, we yeah. Have it's,
1: it's part of your namesake, you know, it is. Yeah. And
2: to live up to it and have no regrets in life, you mm-hmm. have to go full force. Yeah. So just like that sweater that you're wearing. Oh
1: yeah. Laser beams, laser beam eyes, and everything. Yeah. Because yeah, my
2: g- sweater is so much prettier than
3: yours.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it looks like somebody cut up a rug from the '70s uh-huh. or something and just sew- sewed it. It's it's pretty sweater. slick.
1: I I'm I digging mean, it. Yeah. And then
2: I got the Christmas tree earrings. Yeah. And then I was just so everybody knows, I was going to wear this hat, but then I was like, Well, I don't know if it'll look good on camera. I put it on and off like three times. I was like, Does this look good? And bad? it looks I so get, good. I mean, it works, but it I does. get on and Jeff is wearing a Santa hat also. So God was speaking to us. Yeah.
1: And we were, we were talking about it, how like we're, we're very matchy, you know, and in both we of are. our zones, we're very matchy. And we didn't we know that it.
2: one. Yeah, we knew that one day, as many times as we've done this, that we would coordinate somewhere
1: mm-hmm. the together. The time has come.
2: This far yeah. apart in miles, but yeah, we're all right. But here it's together. happened,
1: and, and it here is. it is, forever yeah. stamped on the internet. This is forever. it. To <laughs> see forever. <laughs> um, okay, so in the cloud. Yeah, so Christo, what what are we going to be talking about today? It's, I was looking at the notes. It looks like it's going to be a great, really great topic.
2: Well, today I was, I mean, I was really contemplating on what to to speak about because I remember last year we spoke about Mary Mm -hmm. and we talked about the Mary kind of faith. And this year I was like, God, I was like, man, that was, that was strong. I was like, this is, that was a strong word. I was Mm -hmm. like, what, what in the world? I mean, we could just sit, we could read the Christmas story. What, what do we do? And he started speaking to me. He said, did you know that the Christmas story? And number one, if God ever says, Do you know something? Don't say yes, because you don't. <laughs> you don't know yeah, it. That's he he's asking you that you. way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So he was like, Do you know that the Christmas story is the ultimate story of relationship? Hmm. And I just started to ponder on that. I was like, story of relationship, story of relationship and then it dawned on me and I was like, no wonder religion tries to strip that mm. from all of us tries to strip the Christmas story, tries to uh, put in their own doctrine into it and everything And the only the only time religion gets in the way is when it's threatened by relationship. Mm. And when you have a relationship and mm. you're operating in relationship, you can you can bet your bottom dollar that religion's right around the corner waiting to take that from you. Yeah, and that's so really today profound. today the Christmas special part 2 is religion or relationship.
1: Yeah, come on.
2: And come so on. that's what the Lord put on my heart and today I want everybody to have have their ears open, their spiritual ears as well as their physical ears that their hearts are open to receive what god has yeah we have fun this is this is so much fun but you know what it's really just to kind of draw your attention yeah to hear the words that are going to be said Mm -hmm, and so i just want everybody to prepare your hearts today because god really is this is really the most wonderful time of the year and he is speaking now more than ever before. And so we need to open our hearts to hear what he has to say. So take religion for just for just a moment. Just set it to the side. Mm-hmm. Just be like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to have ears to hear today. I'm just going to hear. You know what? If you don't if you don't like it, you do have permission to go. You, you have permission to go and and do whatever you want to do and I hope you enjoy your holiday season and but if you do want to stick around i encourage you to just open your heart to what god is saying today and and for me and jeff whatever hit the lord places on his heart and there's a lot of things in these notes i guarantee you it will not go that direction at some point god will just start speaking yep. and so you open your ears and he will feel them amen yeah. amen amen well i want to start off today just with the most classic thing of all time and that is luke chapter two
1: good classic yeah a good just plastic. A
2: great classic i encourage you maybe buy the book
1: yeah maybe yeah. <laughs>
2: every, every christmas eve every christmas morning maybe every day but i want to start off with luke chapter two okay. and i just want to read this and it says it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius, the governor, uh, was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was in the house and lineage of David And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory, the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And this shall be a sign unto you. It said, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, The shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told by them, told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And that, we're starting it all off with the real story of Christmas. Mm -hmm. That's the real story. And you say, Chrissy, you just busted out crying from the get-go. Well, it's the most special story in the world to me because this was it. This is literally the beginning of the greatest story of all time. Mm -hmm. The greatest story. This was the night it all happened. This was the night. There are so many comparisons between today's world and the world back then there are so there are so many i mean the people the people of god were under oppression they were absolutely under oppression they were being attacked i mean they had no freedom it seemed like their freedom had just been stripped away from them but god had made a promise years and years and years before That a virgin would conceive and that this child would be the savior of humanity. And of course, this is in my terms, but this was prophesied for years and years. So God made a promise in the midst of what seemed to be hell on earth. He made a promise that salvation was coming to his people. It was coming and that they were not going to have to live as slaves anymore. They were not going to have to deal with a tyrannical government anymore. They were not going to have to, to face these things because there was redemption coming. Sure. And so they they had heard this, being being raised, you know, we talk about being raised in, in church and being raised in, uh, up under different teachers and. And so we know what they've said years prior. It's like, okay, well, I heard this when I was little. I heard this person give this word when I was little. And that's the way we don't realize that that's exactly the way that those people were back then. They had heard these stories when they were little. Well, you know, my grandpa told me (laughs) one time that there was something, there was somebody, a savior, there was a Messiah that was coming and so stories had been passed down you know we talked about this last year with mary when she when she knew all these miracles and miraculous things that had happened she knew the stories and she knew they were true and so the same thing happened you can imagine i guarantee you those shepherds had heard countless things they had heard yeah. countless things all their life
3: mm-hmm.
2: but why not they they go out and they do the same thing literally every day that, that was their job. They were watching over. They had the day shift and the night shift. They had the shepherds that watched over the flock by night, the ones that took care of them during the day. I mean, it was just, it was an everyday thing. And one night changed their life forever. I mean, completely and totally. It just changed their life forever. And it was the most supernatural, miraculous night Of all time. It was the night that the prophetic came to pass. Mm -hmm. The prophecy had come to pass because God promised it. Number one, God promised it would happen. He said it would happen. So guess what? It happened. Mm -hmm. It did. He came. And so uh, I'm just kind of painting you a picture right now of what that night might have been like. What, what it just might, how those shepherds, I mean, the scripture says they were sore afraid because they're out there in the field doing their everyday job. And then all of a sudden they look and here's just a multitude of angels in the field. They'd probably never seen them before. Right. I mean, yeah. There's a reason
1: why they said fear not as well. The angels. (laughs) That
2: that was like the first thing they said. Don't be afraid. (laughs) It's okay. Everything's fine. You know, the angel said that to Mary too, <laughs> yeah. fear not it's, it's mm-hmm. everything's okay. Yeah. And so there was, I'm just trying to paint the audience just a picture of just put yourself in this situation. Imagine what that must've felt like, especially if you had a relationship with God, you knew something changed that night. Now yeah. they weren't born again yet because Jesus had not died and rose again. Nobody was born again until that happened. But they were living under a covenant promise with God. And so you could talk to God, you could pray, you could still have these, this relationship with him, but you just didn't know the fullness of it. You know, they, they weren't like we, you and I are so privileged to have Jesus living on the inside of us, mm-hmm. like that we we don't have to wait 400 years to see a promise. Yeah, well, and we were even talking
1: yesterday, Krista and I were talking about, uh, the other Krista and I were the talking about, um, about even just the old covenant versus the new covenant in terms of forgiveness of sin, where mm-hmm. you needed to go to a priest and you need to wait for the That's day right. of atonement and you got to do all this stuff. And, and the, I was like, can you imagine sitting with the guilt of that for a yeah. full year of like sin that you committed? And maybe you had a couple more sins on top of that, you know, uh, whereas now it's like you're forgive forgiven now and you can turn yeah. now. So exactly. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. We are and, and you are Very privileged now with that.
2: We are. We are. And, and the sad thing is, is I don't think the body of Christ really realizes it a, a lot of times that mm. that we are. I mean, we act like, honestly, we act like brats yeah. sometimes. And I'm like, do you realize how, I mean, how if they back then could have seen us now, they would be like, you've got it all. Yeah. You've got everything. I uh-huh. mean, my goodness, why why are you acting like this? We had to wait 400 years. Mm-hmm. We had to wait this long to see something come to pass and so Mm -hmm. i just wanted to paint the picture of what a supernatural night that was Mm. a virgin really did give birth that night she really did she had never known a man but that she a child was conceived when the holy spirit overshadowed her you can almost just picture maybe her like falling out the spirit or something you know i mean it was just like the anointing just came upon her yeah I mean, the spirit just, it just over, it just took her over. And the next thing she knows, but she had to believe that that was true, that that word. So, and that, you could probably go back and watch our Christmas special from last year and hear all about Mary and, and know what we're talking about here. But that night, something else was birthed. And that's what we were talking about with how good we have it now. Something else was born that night and came into the the earth that particular night, and it was the ability to have a relationship with God Almighty. It was the ability we were then given, handed over, the privilege of having a relationship with God the Father. We were not estranged from Him anymore. We we had a direct connection to the father. And that was through his son, Jesus. That's right. And so that was the night. People say, yeah, but that didn't happen till he died and rose again and then gave us authority. But this was the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. This was where it all started. That night, it started, it came into the earth. We wouldn't have the crucifixion and the resurrection without this story. Yeah. So, yes people talk about that that being important and it absolutely there's nothing else important more important than that but so is the christmas story the christmas story is equally just as important because that was the night god in the flesh entered this earth can you imagine what the earth the atmosphere actually did that night like
0: what you're hearing Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. When, I was when about that that. Broke through.
1: Well, because I was thinking about even what it talks about what happened when Jesus died and what happened on the earth. Yeah, then I... this darkness came over, the rumblings. So, So him coming onto the earth, you can only imagine, yeah. even if you weren't, you know in right standing with God you had to have felt something something yeah
2: something that night and that's when and the angel came and they it told the shepherds and I'm going to go back and I'm going to read that real quick said the angel came now this is how exciting that that one night was that the angels broke through and they actually It was like they were so excited they had to tell somebody. It was like, we've just got to show ourselves to somebody. Like God himself is now in this earth. Hmm. God in the flesh, the word made flesh is now in, has now been born into this earth. Mm. And now hope is here. Redemption is here. Yeah. Relationship is here. That they showed up to the shepherds and they told them. they said, fear not. It's like, oh, hey guys, it's okay. We're just, we're just excited. We just want to tell you what's going on. And they told him, they said, I bring you good tidings of great joy. It's like, I'm, I'm not here for once. I'm not here to give you bad news.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not here to give you anything. There's nothing wrong tonight, because tonight hope was a hope was born, and they said I bring you good tidings of great joy, and this is the part that gets me. And it's always that one line that just oh, it just grabs me. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just that passion coming out. Yeah, it's the only way I know how to do it, to express it, but. That one line when he says it shall be to all people, hmm. all of, that's me and you. That's mm-hmm. everybody watching <laughs> right now. It's yeah. all people. It yeah. wasn't just the people there that night. It wasn't just the people a hundred years from then. It wasn't just the people that, that were there 33 years from then when he died on the cross. It wasn't just those people. He, it says all people. And that's us too. So today we still have the same promise that the angels told the shepherds that they bring us. And every time you feel yourself down in the dumps like they did, all you have to do is remember he brought you good tidings of great joy. which shall be to all people because see that night was the first night Christ was in this earth in the flesh, but he's still alive today. And he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And we still have, we still have the message that the angels gave the shepherd that said, I'll bring you good tidings of great joy because this day you have a savior. Today is the day of salvation. Mm-hmm. And so, so we still we still have the same, but it all starts with relationship mm-hmm. with him. And that is where religion comes in to try to rip it away from you. It'll immediately try to come in, because we see it in the scripture on down the line there it was the it was religion that turned Jesus in. It was religion that pitched a fit because of who he was. It was religion that did these things. The government actually didn't so much care. It was the religious leaders that got jealous that hated him. Religion immediately came. To steal, they—they they immediately came to steal the word, to steal hope, to steal redemption, and I see that more than ever nowadays. I've seen religion all my life. I've been raised in ministry from the time I was born. I mean, I've dealt with with religious spirits. I've dealt with religion itself, and it's a—it's a mean spirit. It's not fun. It's not Mm. a joyful spirit. It Mm. comes to suck the life out of somebody. And I especially see it around Christmas time. Mm. Because we start talking about, well, Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason. And then all of a sudden, and we're excited. We're we're you know, we're celebrating and all of a sudden religion comes along and says, you know, Jesus wasn't born in December. and you're like okay yeah okay well he wasn't born in december so i don't celebrate christmas okay fine don't celebrate be the grinch i don't care yeah <laughs> but i'm going to
1: grumpy gonna, pants yeah
2: exactly party pooper is yeah. what they are well and what you know, is
1: that verse krista there's I, i'm forgive me i i can't remember no, where the verses good. i guess you can look it up but it, it it says explicitly, whatever day you hold special in remembrance of the Lord, so be it basically. I can't re- I think it Paul says it, but I can't remember what it is. Illumination was probably looking at it. I up was right about now.
2: to say maybe maybe they can look it up. Nay, sh- but-
1: She's on it. Okay.
2: <laughs> but it's it's true. I mean, they they just start and I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, I said this on the eleventh hour the other day. I said, you know, okay, my birthday is in August. But my birthday party was in September, and I didn't get to my party and say, Everyone, go home, go home. This is not the day that I was born, this is not even the month I was born in. Take the gifts away, take them away. I don't want to be celebrated. I just, this is too much for me. Yeah, <laughs> and no. I didn't, I didn't say, I don't know anybody that's ever said that.
1: Uh, yeah, said no one ever, I think.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I when I got there, I was like, okay, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, this is great. That it was like my birthday just kept going on, you know? And it's like these people, that's, that's one of their first complaints is, well, Jesus wasn't born in December. Okay, so he wasn't born in December. I mean, I know that. I'm not ignorant. My hair is is blonde, but I'm blonde by choice. Like I know, mm. I know that. I know he wasn't born in December. But don't take away our celebration just because you get so bent out of shape. Right. And I see that every single year. I've been people comment that on on my Instagram, or they'll say something like that all the time. And one person said, "If only Jesus was born in December." And I commented. I commented back and I said, I'll march the whole nativity scene down the streets of Warrior every month for 12 months. I was like, if that's what it takes, I said, because at some point I'll hit it right. That's fine. Yeah. But so religion comes in to steal that. It steals hope. And it's all because it's the story of relationship. And they don't they see you every Christmas season. God reveals more of himself a little bit every Mm -hmm. year. We learn more. We dive into, especially if you want if you're hungry for the things of God, Mm -hmm. you dive in to the deeper things, you know, there's no limit.
1: No, God's infinite. There's, there's an infinite depth. So I have that scripture, Mariah, thank you so much, Mariah coming in, swooping in, um, So it's Romans 14 verses five through six It says one person considers one day more sacred than the other. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord where they give thanks to God and whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. So I think there's this whole thing about like the, sometimes people don't want to be the outsider or they're like, I am right. God's righteous man. I am God's righteous woman. And I'm holding to the letter and I'm going to hold everybody accountable. But what right. happens is that's fertile ground for the religious right. spirit to come in. Absolutely. Because then it's like, then you're like, if I have that conviction, everybody should have that conviction mm-hmm. and I shall be a thorn in the side of everybody until they have the same conviction as me. But the reality is this, Yeah, there are some things that most Christians are going to have very similar convictions to, right, right, Krista? But then there are other things that I might have a conviction about, like, Kat Kerr doesn't eat pizza right now, you know, like I do. Bring it on, right? Right, pizza on my sweater, you know, like, uh, so I I just think that I get it. I get we don't want to feel like an outsider and we want to be righteous and we want everybody to be righteous, but. that free will is a part of this you know and right. so yeah no you're
2: you're absolutely correct but it's like like you were saying don't steal somebody else's celebration just because you you're just you found yourself in a legalistic mindset by from you know and i know people would say the same thing and this is probably going to come up at some point and so i'm just going to go ahead and nip it in the bud right now people will say okay well how come you don't. You preach against Halloween, which was, by the way, October thirty first was the last time I was on a live our So, I, I, too here long. We go
1: too long. It yeah, just it too ha- too <laughs> long.
2: so people say, well, you preach against it. You preach against Halloween, but don't you know that Christmas is pagan? Christmas is a pagan. Shut up! It is. <laughs> it is not. It's not. Okay. People say, give me notes on that. I'm about to send you in the direct place to go. I'm about to give you directions. I want you to go. If you watched the special on October 31st, and you heard me mention Denny Weaver, who absolutely is a powerhouse when it Mm -hmm. comes to speaking about that, which, I mean, she's powerhouse anyways, but she used to be a witch. Mm -hmm. Just as much as she did a special about why you shouldn't celebrate Halloween, she also did a special about why you should celebrate Christmas. and she breaks it down, and she said one thing that I love. she said, "I used to be a witch." She said, "I'm very familiar with pagan traditions and holidays and different things that they celebrate." She said, "If Christmas was pagan, don't you think I would know it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Boom,
3: yeah, of all people.
2: It, it, it's the same it's like the same person that says, I used to celebrate Halloween because I was in the satanic world. So becoming a Christian, do not celebrate it. Mm -hmm. That's all I need. That's all I need to hear. Uh But she does the same thing about Christmas. So I encourage everybody, go find it. It's on YouTube.
1: And then also another great place, and he does it almost every year. There's a guy, he's an apologist on YouTube. His name is Red Pen Logic. Great, great guy like i've heard of that yeah red pen logic um and so he will always do like these graphics so you can find him on instagram but he's also has like a big presence on youtube um and he always he'll take people's tiktok videos where they think they're like these gotcha moments where they're like Mm -hmm. ha christians eat this you know like see and so he'll break it down and he'll actually go because he's an apologist he'll he'll break that's another really great one too great great channel so yeah.
2: So I just wanted to go ahead and nip that in the bun. Yeah. And if you didn't like what I said, that's fine. Merry Christmas. Hope you I hope you have a great, God bless you. great weekend. God bless you, sir, or ma'am. And it's so, but these are these are little things like you were saying, you find yourself just because of your conviction, you just open the door wide open for religion to come in. And you're not only going to start putting that in motion with a holiday like Christmas and different things like that, but you will start finding out that that's cropping out in every area of your life. When God is just trying to say, "All I want is a relationship with you. That is all I want." I, that's why I sent my son. You know, the essence of Christianity is summed up in one scripture, and it's John three sixteen. If you were going to give somebody one scripture, in the Bible, about why about what you believe, what you stand for, It's John three sixteen, mm-hmm. and everybody can quote it. You learn it from the time you start going to to Bible school when you're little, just like Sunday school. What it's like the first scripture, it's God's mission
1: statement. <laughs> it is. It's
2: God's mission statement, yeah. and it yeah. it go it coincides with the Christmas story. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And that coincides with the whole Christmas story because it's, it's showing all I wanted was a relationship with you. That's all, that's all I sent him here for was to have a relationship with you and to save you from eternal damnation mm-hmm. so that I could forever have a relationship. Because when God created man, he created man to have a family. He wanted a family. So that's why he created man. But somewhere along the way, man made their own decisions, and they turned. Adam, Adam committed treason, and it turned it all. and men just kept falling into this. it was like a black hole. It just kept kept going. Every time, I mean, even with, with Noah, when, when God sent the flood, it, it was the, the earth's harvest is why the flood came. Because it was so, it was an absolute disaster. The earth was just a disaster. And so that was their harvest. The flood came and he spared Noah and his family on the ark. Okay, started over there. It was just about perfect again. And then men made their own decisions and turned it and just went the other way. But God had a plan and a promise that I'm going to save my family and I'm going to get them back. They were ripped away from me and I'm going to get them back. And so I will send my son into this world to pay the ultimate price just so I can get my family back to me. So that he, you know, we, we think I'm not a parent, but I'm going to be one day in the future. And I don't know how many years from now, not, not for at least another year and a half in the name of Jesus, but (laughs) it's like, so it's, it's like, but I know, I know the way my, my parents are towards Mm -hmm. me and my siblings. If they saw us get, slowly start going away from them and getting far out of reach we have a term in the south and we say come hell or high water mm. i'll come i'll come after you i'll come find you don't you know that's the way god felt towards his family he said i will come after you i will come in and, and find you I will come and I will grab you and get you back to me where you belong and so it's going the only person in this world that could save and get his family back to the relationship that he had destined to have with all of us was his only son and his only son was God himself in the flesh it was the word made flesh Jesus's name in the beginning was word it said the scripture says in the beginning was the word that's that's what it was that was him and it was just like if you took the bible took all the the verses all the words all the letters all the punctuation marks and shaped a man out of that and breathed the breath of god into him to that would make him come and be a living soul that was jesus and he came into this world that night, and this is the night. Uh, this is the weekend. This is the day. The day before Christmas. The day before whatever you said. But this the day is, before.
1: The day, is, before. <laughs> the day
2: before. The day before. But this weekend, and this is this is what drives me up the wall. And I'm going to give everybody some comparisons in just a minute between religion and relationship, and find out where where you found yourself mm-hmm. falling into. Whether religion or relationship. But this is the time. See, people say, well, Jesus wasn't born on in this. But okay, this is the time that everybody collectively comes together
1: Just to, like
2: to acknowledge Jesus. Yeah. And you got a problem with that. Yeah. I'll never understand that, Jeff.
1: I well, and, and like, well, the it. thing that I'm also thinking about is how even you know, like we talked about when Jesus came into the world, there had to have been some felt something, even yes. if people weren't in right standing with God. And the same happens now where people are like, this is a time to love, this is a time to jo- to have joy and hope and peace. Those are godly attributes. Are. those are go- God created attributes and yes they are. and so even if people aren't in right standing with God, there is a felt difference around this time of exactly. year. Um, e- uh, like, yeah, like I remember my non-Christian friends, like growing up, like it was just like a time of love and 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 coming together um, despite differences. So we can at least acknowledge that and go, regardless of when Jesus was really born, it's obvious that there is a blessing on this time of year. God loves this is. time of year because it's the time where some people for the first time might he might actually acknowledge him for the first time, you know? and especially exactly with, right. Especially with what God is doing on the earth right now, we could see God pour his spirit out on completely atheist families this year. May it be so in Jesus' name, you know?
0: Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today.
2: And, and I... I mean, I want I was actually about to say this, but God told me a few weeks ago, he said, do you realize, he said that there, once again, don't say yes, because you never did, but he said, he told me this and it was so special. He said, do you realize that there are children, that this is the only time of year they'll ever hear about me, hmm. that they'll ever hear because, Okay santa's everywhere rudolph's everywhere what whatever that's fine did you know that the nativity is actually out more than santa's decorations rudolph decorations frosty decorations it is actually more marketable Hmm. than all of that and you can't tell me that's by coincidence like that's that is a plan but children, and then he started playing out this scenario to me. Children may be walking in a store or driving, you know, or riding in the car. I hope your children aren't driving, but they're riding in the car with their parents and they see the nativity on the lawn, you know, whatever. And they say, "They finally just registers with them. Who is that? What, what is that? What is that about right there? And it forces somebody to tell the Christmas story. Well, there was Mary and Joseph and a baby named Jesus, and and they just begin to tell him. And so he revealed to me that there are people out there that this is the only time they will ever hear about God. And if, if that is their moment right there, I pray there is somebody standing around who doesn't say, Well, you know, honey, Jesus wasn't born in December. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus wasn't this. So let let yeah. me tell you all these these different legal legalistic reasons why you shouldn't celebrate this time of year. You know, there's a line off of a movie. Uh, it was actually the Santa Claus movie, and Tim Allen meets his wife's ex-wife's new husband, and he's trying to give him this Neil. Uh, yeah, and yeah. and he goes, he's trying to give him this speech, and he just looks at him, and he goes, hmm. Have you ever helped anyone like ever? <laughs> and that's yeah. that's the way I feel when people just start with all of this garbage. Yeah. I'm like, have you have you ever helped anybody ever? Have you ever won anybody to God hmm. ever? Yeah. Because it it's love that that brings people. It's the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. It's not, well, honey, let me tell you it's this, you got to do this, and you got to do this, and you got to do that. I hope when that child asks who Jesus is, that it ain't you that's standing around.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I hope that it's somebody that says, yeah, I know that story. Let me tell you about it. Mm-hmm. And they open up the book of Luke, and they read to them exactly what I read to you at the very beginning. And then they may go into John three sixteen and say, you know, he didn't. Because that's just the beginning of the greatest story ever told. It didn't stop there. And it keeps going and it keeps going. And so that that is the story that needs to be told. Not, well, he wasn't born in December. Christmas is pagan. Don't put a tree in your house. You Baham
1: bug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: exactly. And if there was a child who was just finding out about Jesus and you started in on all of that, if I was their parent, I would rip them away from you.
1: Yeah, you're not exactly but, not starting on the best foot. <laughs>
2: no, you're not. And they no. would say, honey, that's just one of them religious nuts. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they would say. And I hope you realize that that's probably what you're seen to people as. Mm-hmm. And when you say stuff like that, there's a way to explain things to people without just ripping everything away from them. Mm-hmm. And just and crushing a child's dreams in mm-hmm. front of them. There's a way to do all of this in love. But also, you've got to speak and talk to people where they are at, at the moment. They may not understand the Jewish calendar, the difference between the Jewish calendar and our calendar, and the way times and seasons were different and all of this. They, you You might as well just be speaking a foreign language to them. If they're new to all of this, this is something as simple as the Christmas story, just like what I read it, just like we told it is where they need to start. Yeah, come on. They need to start right there mm-hmm. and then grow mm-hmm. and grow. You started out that way one time. Mm-hmm. You didn't just you didn't just all of a sudden wake up knowing every deep mystery about God. Right. You, you didn't start that way. Yeah, no, I didn't yeah. start that way. No. I knew probably John three sixteen when I was little. I knew the basic Bible stories when I was little. And as I got older and I developed my relationship with God on my own, not piggybacking off my parents, not piggybacking off my children's church teacher, I developed my own relationship with God and he began to reveal more of himself to me. The older I got, the deeper I got with him. So maybe some people listening today need to, before it jumps out in you when somebody says something, maybe think, you know, Lord, show me where they're at in their walk Mm -hmm. with you. Show me how to speak to them on the level that they will understand what I'm trying to say. Because Jesus is a savior for everybody, not just the ones who are in the deep end and not just the ones at the shallow end. And he's there from the shallow end to the deep end and everywhere in between. And believe it or not, he knows how to talk to every single person out mm-hmm. there. And so you just may be the one this Christmas season that gets to share Christ for the first time with somebody. Mm-hmm. And so Jeff, you look like you're, you're just like, well, I was
1: thinking about um, how, you know, this kind of I, I also, you know, what we're talking about with um, how how it says in first Samuel, how you know, humans look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And I mm-hmm. really like, really perfect story for this a guy when I was in Wyoming this guy came and he was doing a lot of work in in Ireland and he was working in inner city and there were these really rough like gang gang banger types um the, the equivalent over in Ireland um and uh every other word was the f word right um but they had a genuine love for God they just can't come to the Lord and they're all standing in this circle. And they're, um, they're praying and th- all these guys are getting really pumped up all these like new young Christians and they're coming out and they're praying these really, really powerful prayers to the Lord. But every other word is the F word. And my friend, uh, th- this guy, he just started laughing like, cause he was like these, he just felt God's light because <laughs> it's all they knew. And, but like their, their hearts were genuinely for the Lord. And Yeah. Every other word was the the F word, but that's all they knew. That's what they were raised in and they did not wrong with it. And so they gave these genuine heartfelt prayers for the Lord. You better believe God heard those prayers. Are you kidding? He was like, Oh yeah, you said one too many F words there. I'm not going to listen to this. You know, it's like, that's all they knew, but they're genuine. They had a genuine love for the Lord. So I guess all I'm saying that is to say this, God is if people's, aim is headed towards the Lord. He is going to refine them. Right. So, so someone is doing something pagan and doesn't realize it, but they're listening to God and they're pursuing God. You better believe that that stuff's going to be burned out of them. It is going to be refined. And I think that there is this thing that we do where we have this burden. Some people just carry the weight of years and the burden of knowledge. And, um, both of those things, have forsaken relationship and right. are are beholden to religion and they go to other people and they go, I need to bring you who are 10 years behind me. I need you to bring you up here for me. I need to just dump all this information. Right. On you. And it's like, Whoa, no, no. So yeah. um, I just think that God, God respects the process. I think more than we do um, in terms of people being in different places in their walks with the Lord. And, and I think that, um, which I think is what you're saying too, you know, is like, I think, uh, especially in regards to kids. So,
2: yeah. And I, and I mean, you know, people, they live this season for kids. I mean, this is like, uh, you know, I was telling my best friend earlier, I said, I said, you know, I said, as much as I love Christmas, I said, I can only imagine how much more I will love it one day when I have children. Mm-hmm. I was like, because to see it through their eyes, mm-hmm. imagine how much God wants to see us enjoy this season through through our eyes. He wants to look through our eyes and and see it. He gets so excited. We're His kids, mm-hmm. you know. We're His family. The whole reason He sent His Son on that night that the angels the angels were so excited. They didn't they didn't lose man. God did. God lost man. The angels didn't, but they knew that men were, that was God's family. And that mm-hmm. the angels knew they didn't have a revelation like that of of the man. They, they said at the beginning, they were like, what? Basically, what is a man? You know, Lucifer, when he was protesting said, what is man that you're mindful of him? And so all they knew was that these this is god's family come on this is god's family and god lost them he they this is you know you could just hear the angel saying that just like no, nope, i may not know all the details and i may not have a revelation of all this but all i know is that's our master and he lost his family and so tonight on this night the savior to redeem his family Came into this earth. And so we are just shouting glory to God in the highest and on (laughs) earth, peace, Mm goodwill, God's will towards men. Yeah. And that lets you know immediately. It's a whole different subject, but it lets you know what God's will is towards you. It said, goodwill towards you. So during this season, I said all that to say, God, the Christmas story is all about the night that our relationship with god was redeemed it came in to this atmosphere so now we have to decide okay after i've heard all of that where where do i find myself am i in religion or am i in relationship well let's look at the comparisons between the two so religion Number one, we talked about this, about oh no, you should do this and you should do that and you should do this. Religion wants to shape you and conform you and mold you into what they think you should look like. No, you shouldn't celebrate this. You should definitely not wear a Santa hat. You should definitely not wear a sweater with a cat with laser beams (laughs) eating pizza. You should not (laughs) do, do that. But They want to shape you into what they think you should look like. Relationship shapes and molds you into what you were destined to be Mm -hmm. from the time you were formed in the womb. That's what relationship with God does. Yes. Does he shape you and mold you? Absolutely. But it's to be the best version of you, the one you were created and designed to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not like Jeff. Jeff's not like me. I'm not like the other Krista. She's not like me. Yeah. But we all, I don't care. Well, I don't care what religion says I should dress like. I don't, I don't care. I'm not listening. She don't either. Look at right. her hair. She don't care? No. I mean she's, she, she's awesome. Yeah. And so but we know that with our relationship with God, he shapes us and molds us into what he wants us to be mm-hmm. because there's somebody out there that we can reach. She may not be able to reach the same person I exactly. can. Exactly. I may exactly. not be able to reach the same person she can. But as long as we're having a relationship with God, he designs us, he shapes us, molds us to what he wants Mm -hmm. us to be so that we can reach our destiny. Mm -hmm. So there's that comparison. Then we start seeing the comparisons in the Christmas story. Also, we see and see also if you back on up in the book of Luke, that what I just said goes in line with Zachariah and Elizabeth with naming John. When the when the Lord told him said his name will be John, well when he was born, see all of a sudden his dad uh, when he found that that out his dad's mouth was shut because he was like no nope, no it ain't and yeah. they, they went zip it yeah and so he did until he, he was born
1: to.
2: exactly so- well then when he was born they the family said. His name will be Zacharias, just like his father. And he said, Nope. He said, It will be John. And they absolutely they said, There ain't nobody in your family named John. That that's not a family name. <laughs> See, they were trying to shape and mold them into what they wanted. But then look at what John the Baptist became. He definitely wasn't in religion. He no definitely way. didn't operate in that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and he he received the Holy ghost in the womb. Mm -hmm. And so that he, he had a relationship. He actually really did have a relationship with Jesus. And so that's part of that. Well, then we go on to see, okay. Religion says that there's no room for God to move. Religion says there's no room for God. We've, we've got it under control. This is our formula. This is our structure. And there's no room for anything else. This is it. Well, we see that in comparison to the inn. Well, there's no room in here. And of course, you dive deeper into study, you find out the reason he had to be born in the stable was because all sacrifices are born in the stable, and it had he had to be born there. That's why it was a sign that he they would find the babe there. And you can hear my dad talk about this that they would find him there. Wrapped in swaddling clothes, those were burial clothes, lying in a manger. It wasn't a wooden manger. It was a stone slab. And that's what he was laying on. that's when they said, this will be a sign unto you because you'll find him born exactly the way he'll die. That's exactly the way it was. That's it right. was a cave. It was a yeah. tomb. And so that's actually the reason. But in comparison to religion and relationship, religion says "There's this is our box. This is our structure. You there's no room for anything else. Mm-hmm. The stable is a comparison to relationship because it said, Not only is there enough room, but we'll make room to give birth to a move of God. And so that where do you find yourself falling with that? Do you find yourself boxing yourself in and saying No, I've got it all figured out. This is exactly the way my ministry is supposed to go. This is exactly the way my life is supposed to go. This is exactly the way. This is my 30-year plan for my family, and there's no room for anything else. Well,
1: have fun with that.
2: Yeah, you've given God no room to work. You've given him no room to move. And what are you going to do when that child turns 18 years old after a 40, 50-year plan that you've had? And they turn eighteen and say, "Forget your plan and, and throw it," and they go off and do their own thing. And God's sitting there going, "I, I was, I was trying, I was trying to get you." He's not destined to follow the same plan. He's not destined to be named Zacharias. He's destined to be named John. And you've got to allow room. If there ain't enough room in your life. Make room for yeah, God yeah. to move, to birth a move, throw mm-hmm. something out. But if God's trying to get in, thro- make room, open the door, say, you know what? We'll clean out this back room back here. We'll do whatever we can to let you come in and do your thing and move because we want just to see a move of God. And then last but not least, what the Lord was telling me in the last comparison between religion and relationship. Was when the shepherds, when the angels broke through and they told them these things, and the shepherds ran and they they went to, they said, Let us go and let's see, let's see this thing which the Lord has made known unto us. Religion does not want to see the supernatural. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but the supernatural is more real than the world that you live in right now because it was that world that created this one. But religion says, No, no, we can't we don't need to see that. We we can't have that. Okay, if you do it, let's do it on Tuesday nights in a back room somewhere so that we don't offend anybody and so we'll put that to the side or when a move of God breaks out like, uh, I don't know, maybe the grand opening of the church here Um, (laughs) it shows up on local Facebook pages and people have an absolute come apart because God is moving in a city and it's the religion that, that tries to stop it and that tries to say, no, we're fine. We don't need those kind of supernatural movements. We don't need that. But relationship is like the shepherds when they took off running to see what God was doing. They said, I mean, can't you imagine? They just kind of looked at each other after it was over and was like, dude, let's go. Let's see what God is doing. It even said the Lord, what the Lord hath made known unto us. And so that's relationship when you run after God the supernatural. If God is moving somewhere, don't talk against it.
0: Go see it for yourself. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give.
2: Go see what God is doing and be a part of what God is doing. And you know, the thing is, is it may, you might not can get to it right then, which is kind of where the wise men come in. They weren't at the nativity. There's one of those things. That is an actual fact. They were not there. It said that they came to the house where the child was. In all actuality, he was about two years old when the wise men actually showed up in the story. They showed up. See, they didn't get there that night, but they saw the sign the night that it happened. And they they started following it immediately. They finally got there two years later. So you may not be in an area that it's like, okay God's doing something over here like the shepherds, which it might have been down the hill for them. You know, we don't know, but it could have been just down there and they just took off running. But the wise men were just as obedient as the shepherds that night because they couldn't get to it right then and there. But they saw it when it happened. They recognized the the sign. They recognized what God uh, God was doing and started following it from that day on until they got there to where God was. He actually was there at the house. Mm -hmm. And so we have to find out where we fall in life with all this. Because the reason why is because I said before. The greatest story of all time started that night, but it's still being told That's right. because one day he's going to come back once more. My God, man, I'm telling you, it's <laughs> like that night. Can you, I mean, this just I just, my goodness, that night that we talk about, that the atmosphere shifted, it just, everything just shifted. And you could feel God when He entered this earth, and He came in. How much more will we feel that day that He comes back and enters this atmosphere one more time? Mm, amen. My God. Yeah. So where where do you find yourself in all this? Are we preaching a message? See, we're supposed to be telling this story until. He comes. We're supposed to be telling. Let me tell you what happened on the greatest night of all time. Let me tell you about it. And then it just keeps leading on. You're like, but wait, there's more. I mean, that's the whole, that's the great thing about this whole story is you can continuously say, but wait, there's more. (laughs) And so it's like, where do we find ourselves? We're having to continue this story. So, which story are we telling? The one where they ran and said, "Let us go and see what the Lord has made known to us, like the wise men, let us go, let us go towards that star, that sign right there. that's where we need to be headed. That's where we need to be going. That's the direction Amen. that we need to be walking in, and mm-hmm. then are are we trying to name?" Things different, different names. Or are we just going? Are we just going to do things just because God told us to do it?
3: Hmm. And
2: are we going to make room for God not only in our lives, but in our churches, in our homes, in our relationships? Where are we? Are you going to make room for God, or are you just going to shut Him out? Hmm. And so, to continue to tell this story, you can tell it one of two ways in a religious way or a relationship way. Mm-hmm. And that is Christmas, part two.
1: Come on, come on. One for other thing know. that I was thinking about uh, as you were talking about this too, is because I was thinking about them going to different places and trying to find a place for Jesus. And, and, and really just the, the, it posed the question in my head to, to present is, are you, especially as God, you know, we've been talking a lot about entering into 2023 and even now God is going to be fulfilling some longstanding promises he's given to people. Are you okay with Jesus coming and in and interrupting your life and it appearing? If, if you're not in a good place with that, it may look like it's an inconvenience or you're like, Oh man, I just, I don't have time for this. Sorry. I'm waiting for this thing. That God's trying to do, and it's right in front of me, but I can't see it because I'm so focused on like goon 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 structure. Um, I mean, that's how I got into missions. You want to talk about disruption to my oh, routine? Come on, so great. Well,
2: I didn't. I didn't expect to be engaged at the end of 2022 the way this all started. And here we are.
3: So, I mean, here, here you we are. are. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I'm not engaged to Jeff, everybody. This is not no. Uh my fiance's not even here in this room. Um What's your fiance's but- name? Austin.
1: Austin, that's right. Austin, Texas. Austin. Okay. But th- yeah. yeah.
2: But this was the man who I was like, "No." <sighs> I was like, "No, sir." Yeah. No, we're we'll we'll never date. I don't find him, you know, attractive in that way and and all this I used every excuse in the world and well here I am. Like you want to talk about God coming in and disrupting, yeah, your plans. Uh huh. But you know what? I I wouldn't have it any other way.
1: Right. Yeah. And so
2: uh, I agree with with Jeff. Are you okay with God disrupting your life? Because trust me, it's only goodwill towards you. Mm. And so we ha- we have to be okay with that. If not. Have a merry Christmas and go on yeah. with the rest of your life the way you want it to go. But mm-hmm. I just say, Holy Spirit, interrupt my life at any time that you could see fit to do
3: so.
1: Amen. 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 That and the, go, just going really quick uh, to because then we're gonna do the Christmas questionnaire because because oh, you know, we, we, we so got it. But um, when I when I I thought my wife was attractive, but I was like in this like super spiritual like. God, I am your servant. I am not, I'm not gonna, and I, I literally heard the Holy spirit say, what about Lauren? And then my response was God, (laughs) it's like telling him what God, no, I'm supposed to
3: say,
2: (laughs) boy, am
1: I so glad that I said yes. So, and,
2: and she is beautiful. She She is is absolutely beautiful. Shout out to Lauren.
1: Mm -hmm. She's great. Yeah. So, okay. Krista. I'm going to have you pray and we're going to close this okay. thing out and then we're going to do the Christmas questionnaire.
2: Yes, because this right here is so much more important yeah. than the Christmas questionnaire. Yes. Well, Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity. Lord, I thank you for everybody at Elijah Fire. I thank you for Jeff and the whole mm. team. Lord, and their obedience to you, Lord, what, how that they have allowed you to interrupt and disrupt their life to shape it into what you want it to become, and and open this this massive door to be able to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. And so, Lord, I thank you that they will continue. I pray strength over them, yes. boldness, peace over them. And Lord, that what whatever I I don't know. I just keep hearing that this is the strangest thing. I've never done this before on Elijah Fire, but there's some some kind of frustration. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's to come. I don't, I don't know if you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're frustrated because you're like, okay, this is what we're, this is what we had planned on doing, but it looks like it's changing, and and I'm not, I don't really know what I'm seeing here. I just know what I'm hearing, and the Lord said, just be at total rest. When you, when you come to this place, just be a total, total rest because it's, it's just going to be, it's going to work out perfect. Okay. And that's all I hear. So that's for the whole team listening. Yeah. Don't know what it is. And you know, that could be the same thing for all of you today. There, if there's something, if there's some kind of frustration, something going on that, that something just doesn't seem like you, this is the way that you planned on it going. Why don't you cast all your care onto the Lord because He cares for you. Just take it just like something in your hand and just throw it and just say, God, take it. Take it, I cast it onto you and you enter into His rest and you watch everything work out peaceful, smooth, everything, just smooth sailing. And so right now, this is the last thing I wanna do. That relationship that you heard me talking about and uh, through this whole program, that passion that would rise up on the inside of me when I talked about it, he's my best friend in the entire world. And the only reason I'm sitting here today is because of a man named Jesus. It was that baby that came in to the earth that night, but he grew up and he grew up and he had the most powerful ministry of all time. And he he went about doing good, healing all, delivering people, and then he paid the ultimate price. He paid the ultimate price that he even went, see the scripture says that he became our sin. He was made to be sin. It says he who knew no sin was made to be sin. He didn't just carry our sin, because if you carry something, you can brush it off. You can throw it off. He was made to be sin. And so when he died, he was all of yours and mine sin at one time. He was all of our sickness and disease at one time. And when he died, he went into hell. And then he paid the price there because that first that first man that committed treason and lost God's family. He died spiritually first and then physically. Jesus had to die two deaths also. He had to die physically and spiritually so he went into hell and he paid the price there so that you and i didn't have to go but then after three days and nights he came out and he is alive forevermore he's alive to this day he a man who entered death himself came out of it victorious holding the keys to death hell and the grave and he's alive today and the story don't stop there He's coming back for you and I. And he's coming back for the ones who said, Lord, I want that relationship with you. I want to enter into this relationship. And I want to tell you how you do that. And the scripture makes it so easy. All you have to do is just say, Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And if, just to add something with it, you say, now take my life and do something with it. And if you said that prayer today and you meant it with all your heart, then you became, and you just became a child of God and entered into the best relationship you'll ever have. So continue to cultivate that relationship. Continue to work at that relationship. Study, be with Him, spend time with Him. And I'm telling you, you'll be walking where your head is this time next year. So Lord, I pray for all the people that you have the most, Blessed, peaceful, and joyful Christmas season. And Lord, that you reveal to them the relationship that you desire to have with them. And that they can truly say, no matter if there was something going on in their life that was bringing them chaos and confusion, that they can honestly say, I have the peace that surpasses all understanding, and that this was the best Christmas I ever had. And I pray that over all the viewers watching, Lord, protect them, keep them safe during this time. Pray supernatural protection over them and supernatural favor everywhere that they go. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So be it. Mm. Praise God.
1: Amen. What a great, great, great message, Krista. Oh, so good. God. Yeah, it was God. really, really good so wow um, it is okay. my
2: favorite story
1: so yeah well it shows <laughs> <laughs> it shows so um okay uh krista obviously people can find you on the 11th hour program tearing up the yes. drums you're drumming again now right oh yes yeah,
2: oh, yeah. yes, oh yeah yes. oh yeah yes um
1: you can't and, see the
2: guns in this frumpy sweater. Yeah, but.
1: <laughs> but they're there. Um and then obviously people can find you on Instagram. Instagram's yes. like your main place, right? That you hang out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's so. it's between the I don't really do like TikToks or anything yeah. like that. So I keep it. I keep it at Instagram. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So okay. We're gonna play that quick Christmas intro, Michael, and then we're gonna get do into it. the Christmas questionnaire. Here we go. Okay, here we go, Krista. Here we question go. Question number one. So everybody, these are the same questions from yesterday's show, um, but... Which I don't but, know what they are. Yeah, so. but some people do. Uh, so you can either answer something else that you thought of that you forgot. Ooh, I didn't answer. You can answer in the live chat or whatever. So question number one, Krista, is what is on your Christmas song playlist this year? This year?
2: Um Okay, there is a. This is like a deep cut. There's a song called uh, Simeon, and it's it's an it's an old song actually. But you need to go and check it out. It actually tells the story of Simeon and how God promised him that he wouldn't die until he uh, until he saw the Messiah and he saw the Savior. And so, I mean, I just bawl like a baby every time I hear it. And I know I'm going to, but I love the song so much. So that one, and I've never done this, Jeff, but I'm about to give a very, very shameless plug. I have a Christmas song on Spotify and Apple Music and all, all digital platforms. And it's called Emmanuel, Our Savior Lives. And you can find it under Krista, Jordan. So if you want a new song to add to your playlist, go check Boom. that one out.
1: I'm looking it up go right now.
2: So yeah, I just thought I'd throw myself in there.
1: There it know. is. Yeah. Why I see not? It.
2: Christmas, Krista.
1: Boom. Check it out. So, okay. That's it. That's a great a great plug. Great shameless plug. I'm anyway. here for it. So <laughs> uh <laughs> so question number two, what is your favorite Christmas snack or food or you know, you can do both. If you have eggnog. Okay.
2: Eggnog. Um, but I'm a big fan of almond milk eggnog. Okay. And it's it is better for you, it's better for your health. It is. But but it it, it's just as delicious. And so I actually have some oat milk eggnog in the fridge that I've not tried yet. So next year I'll let you know how how it was.
1: Okay. Yeah. That reminds me, Trader Joe's has this great it's it's almond, but it's um it's like peppermint it's like peppermint hot chocolate but it's like peppermint chocolate milk but it's almond milk it's so good
2: okay and i love popcorn too so
1: and popcorn
2: yeah i know that sounds like a really weird combination and i don't eat it together (laughs) i'm just saying together
1: in a bowl like cereal yeah Oh. that'd be nasty (laughs) so okay question number three what is your favorite ornament on your tree And slash or favorite Christmas decoration. Do you have one?
2: Oh, I do this year. Uh, Somebody gave me uh, an ornament that looks like my engagement ring. And and so it's in a little box. And um, so I have it kind of in the center of my tree. And uh, so I think this year that's became my favorite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For understandable reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So Whatever. Okay. So episode, or episode four, (laughs) number four, four. (laughs) number four, question number four, what is your favorite Christmas related activity that you've done this year so far? Oh, because you've done a lot, you know, there's a a lot going on
2: uh so like a new one or
1: yeah i mean we could just be like what you've done so far this year it could be one that you do every year but one you know just what you've done so okay. far we got more festivities coming
2: probably the christmas parade here in warrior
1: yeah it that was looks fun uh, i saw the picture. yes
2: it, it was so much fun and this is the first year uh last year's christmas parade was a disaster it was we could make a whole movie about it if we wanted to like it started raining people chaos broke out everywhere people literally fell on their face (laughs) running down the street like it was just it was a disaster and so this year everything was actually 100 percent a success and picturesque um, yeah yes it was and it's the small town Christmas Uh parade. And and so I think out of all my festivities I've been to this year, it would be the Christmas parade. So you can check out those pictures on my Instagram. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And that's a plug to to follow on Instagram if you don't already. I mean,
2: not, not really, but
1: (laughs) yeah, I guess so. Okay. Question number five, what Christmas movie character or characters are you most like? It could be a combo like this one and this Um, one, a little um, bit of buddy, the elf, a little bit of this
2: yeah probably when it comes to like my christmas spirit probably mm-hmm. um oh my goodness like i don't know i mean i love the. i would okay i would honestly say snoopy
1: snoopy, snoopy. okay yeah
2: in a charlie brown christmas because Snoopy he goes hard never, he he does he yeah. goes hard and he also like he was involved in the festivities and what was going on. But like when it came time to do what he wanted to do, like decorate his house the way he wanted to, he didn't listen to Lucy, he mm-hmm. did what he wanted to yep. do. And so I probably I'd probably have to say, Snoopy, that's good. Yeah. That's
1: good. That's I, I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I appreciate the out of left field nature of that answer. I love it. Or okay, so question, yeah, so que- yeah, so question six. Um, was, are you pro or anti eggnog? You're obviously pro eggnog. Pro. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, yeah. hashtag no. pro. Yeah. Hashtag pro. Okay. Pro nog. So the the bo- pro nog. We're pro nog. Hashtag pro nog. Um, Elijah fire eggnog is the official drink of Elijah fire during the Christmas season. So yeah, there we go. Sorry, Michael. Uh, so, okay. Um, and then the bonus question is what one word best describes Christmas for you?
2: um what one word oh my goodness Uh, I mean I could I could really I could just I could throw out joyful festive all this and I don't mean this as a cliche word or blanket statement but it's very spiritual like it I I would Mm. say spiritual because it I mean I literally do look for. I mean, you heard it and what I was talking about. I, I look for every little thing that I can find in some way to spread the gospel. You want to talk about shameless plug? I look for every way to plug the gospel into mm. something to do with Christmas. So yes, you do. I have like to say, spiritual.
1: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, well there you, there. We have it. We got another Christmas special oh in the books, Krista. This feels number this feels two. Good. Number two number two two, part two and we'll do it again next year
2: let's do it next year
1: boom we got it we got it scheduled yeah so okay so one last thing i wanted to do before we say goodbye for christmas everybody is actually wanted to bring on some of the people that make this show possible uh and two of those people are illumination and mariah so we're going to bring both of them on there's, oh, there they are, yeah, everybody. Yeah, there they are. So we've got Mariah down below. She's the one I always talk about who makes the podcast possible. She's the whole reason why we have podcasts. Yes. So she's absolutely amazing. There she is. And then we've got illumination down here. But I always joke and say, she's my brain. Uh, because it's true though.
3: It's not I'm, a joke.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm a very like big picture when it comes to this kind of stuff. And she's like, yeah, but we also, how are we going to do this? this this and this i'm like oh yeah i didn't think about that so i just wanted to thank both of you guys and also michael who's in the background um you know you're only as strong as the people that are around you and you guys have made this show what it is and so i just wanted to thank you publicly in front of everybody uh and you can match face i just am so so grateful for both of your efforts and michael's as well um I just seriously, I, um, you know, as we think about things we're thankful for around this time of year, like, I'm so thankful for, for all three of you guys. So well done.
3: Thanks, yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's an yeah. honor.
3: We love
0: doing do. it. Mm. Yes. We it's, love you guys. So to be here. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, okay, Thank everybody, that, that is our show and all of us here at Elijah fire and Krista here with us. Mm-hmm. We wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. About, just have an amazing weekend um uh, illumination who's gonna be on Tuesday
3: Tuesday is Rebecca Friedlander and hopefully I said her last name correctly (laughs) so sometimes I butcher names y'all so yeah yes we're having her on Tuesday we're super super excited she's a filmmaker she's a creative so all you creatives out there which I know you're in the chat sound off creatives love y'all you're gonna be super stoked for Tuesday so be here
1: yes it's gonna be great everybody so again no show on Monday and guys, have a blessed Christmas, and we will see you on Tuesday, December 27th. Bye-bye. Shalom. Bye-bye.
0: This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening.